I just feel so good in the Lord. I'd like to take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Psalms 133. We're going to read the whole chapter, which is three verses. Then we'll go to Luke 5:39. Luke 5:39. Amen. How many are looking to have a good day? Amen. Did you predict one when you got up? Or you just got up and got dressed? So you're going to have a good day. One guy told me one time every morning when I get up, I put a good day on schedule. I have a good day of the Lord. All right. Psalms 133 and verse 3, if you're there, I'll give you a chance to get there. Psalms 133, Brother Sam, give them some good advice. When the Lord is number one, you put him first, he'll put you first. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will bless you abundantly in your life. So he has to be first in our lives. All right, Psalms 133, I think they got it up on the board there. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity. How many wants the blessings of God? I'm talking about just more than average. We ought not to be ordinary people. God has no want us to be ordinary or average. When you dwell together in unity with your brothers and with God, I tell you, the floodgates of heaven will open on you. They'll just open wide. Brother Michael Taylor and I was up here early this morning praying, and I shared with him something that I believe the Lord has been talking to me about, and I tell you, it's embarrassing, but I'll just share it with you. I believe the Lord impressed on me, if you find fault with any of my people, you sin it against me because they belong to me, and they're part of my body, and you're not to find fault with anybody. If you do, you sin, and you're going to have to repent. And so I've done a lot of repenting. I don't want to think no evil about you. I don't want to find no fault about you because you belong to God. His blood bought and paid for you. You're his. If you need to be corrected, he's going to correct you. And he knows how to do it gently and good. So, all right, let's read the next verse now, verse 2. It's like the precious what? That does what? Upon the head that ran down upon the beard and Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. The Holy Ghost. God pours the Holy Ghost out on us. He doesn't sprinkle, he pours. All right, let's read verse 3. Okay. As the dew of Haram, as the dew that descended upon the mountain of Zion, for there the Lord, I want you to help me out here. What what has the Lord done? Where? Now, we're going to go through this. God commands his blessing where his anointing is. Now, that, if, if you want to really be blessed today, you're going to have to get in the anointing. I'm asking God to change me. I want you to see Christ in me, and I don't want you never to see or hear Billy Dupree again. I want him to be dead, and I want him to stay dead. 
So if you really want a blessing this morning, and I believe, and I don't believe I know Christ is here to heal you today. Ill feelings, hurt, pain, but you're going to have to learn to get in the flow of the Spirit. That's what he said there. Put that verse 3 back up there again, please. Amen. Look at the last part, which we would call be. For there the Lord, notice the word Lord is capitalized. What does he do? Come on now, what does he do? Now where is he going to command the blessing? Where the anointing is. The anointing. How many know that we need the anointing 24 hours a day? Brother Ken mentioned about waking up and wondering why he felt like this or that. I tell you, Brother Ken, I didn't answer, but I'm going to answer you now. The devil is accuser of the brethren day and night. Your subconscious mind never sleeps. The devil never sleeps, and he con con criticizes you while you're sleeping. That's why you can go to bed feeling like a champion and wake up feeling like a dog because he's been accusing you all night long in your mind. So we got to learn to cast these things down and ask the Lord to help us. David said it in Psalm 92 and 10, I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Now I'll put up there Luke 5, 39, please. This is what Jesus said. How many want to do what Jesus said? Can I have an amen? Oh, you want to do what Jesus says? All right. I got you now. No man also having drunk what? Oh, wine, what does he do? Straightway, he desires the new wine. Then he says what? Come on, help me out this morning. Now, I know people don't like what? Change. We resent change. Is that right? But the new wine is better than the old. Is that right? But notice what Jesus said. Once they taste of the new wine, they go back to the old. And to say the old is better. The old could never do what the new can do. And what the new is doing. New wine. It'll do you good every time. It's better than gladiolar biscuits. It'll do you good every time. We're going to title this tonight, Living in the Flow of the Spirit. God wants us to live in the Spirit. And that's where he's going to command his blessings. It's where the Spirit is flowing. He's going to bless us tremendously. Verse 1, now it says, How pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. The first thing... For you can dwell with your brother in unity, you're going to dwell with him in unity. You've got to be in fellowship with him. And once you're in fellowship with him, you can dwell in unity with your brother. And that's where the anointing will flow. In Acts 2, the Bible said they was all in one accord in one place. In unity. Brother Michael, that's when the 
blessings flew. I know our family picking our seed, we need a miracle. And I'm going to go as far as to say you need a miracle. If you want the anointing and want to be blessed, you're going to have to learn to live in the anointing. You're going to have to learn to walk in the anointing. You're going to have to learn to walk in the Spirit. Not just once in a while, but continuously. Living in the flow of the Spirit. This precious oil, ointment, what did it do? It ran down from the head. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. He is the head of your life if you will let him. And there in your life, there's going to be anointing flowing continually, not just once in a while. When you've got a problem, you ought to still be able to feel the anointing. You ought to still be able to rejoice. Now, we're living in a troubled world. We need to get our minds off of the troubled world and, and get our mind on the anointing and meditate on the anointing. How many believe it's good to sing? Good to sing. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. I'm sort of tempted to ask the tailor to come up and sing a cappella. A cappella. 1 John 4 and 4 said, Greater is he which is the Holy Ghost that is in you than what's against you. Now, Jesus has commanded us to do greater works. And the only way we can do greater works, we've got to obey 1 John 4 and 4. For he that dwelleth in you and in you is greater than any problem you'll ever have. Come on now, church. Why don't you give the Lord a good hand clap? The reason he puts the great anointing in us to do greater things. Without the greater anointing, we can't do greater things. But with the greater anointing, we can do greater things. And he wants us to do greater things of the wonderful things of God. Jesus has put us in a greater spiritual, given us a greater spirit to produce greater spiritual works, greater works, spiritual things of God, a greater flowing, a running of the anointing. John 14 and 12 said, greater works of thee shall you do because I'm going to my Father. He left, Brother James Clayton, a greater spirit inside of us that we will do greater works. How many is ready to see greater things, to feel greater things, experience greater things in our lives, and the wonderful things of God and the blessings of God? First Chronicles 16 and 9 said, The eyes of the Lord are running. They're running. They're just, he's running. I don't want y'all to fall out with me, but I'm convinced we got more than what we realize. There's more available to us than what we think is available to us. His eyes are running to and fro. His eyes is on you today. And here's the reason his eyes is on you today. Running to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them of whose heart is perfect toward him. He wants you blessed. Can anybody believe he wants you blessed? 
He wants you blessed more than you can imagine. When I first got the Holy Ghost, I said, Lord, if I could, I'd pour the Holy Ghost out on everybody. He said, I want to do it more than you do. It was my life that I gave. It was my blood that I gave. You never did that, but I've done it. The wonderful things of God. How many accounts your blessings? Hello? David said, I tried to, but I couldn't. They're more than the sands of the seashore. Can I say, count your blessings and not what's wrong with the world? We're in the end time. Jesus said there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. But let not your heart be troubled. I have overcome the world. Come on now. God wants your heart not to be troubled because there's a greater anointing inside of us. It doesn't take away the problem, but it gives you a peace of mind. It gives you anointing. And it doesn't come and go. He's always there. Jesus come by a fig tree one day. He said, cut that thing down. He said, I've been coming by in three years and I hadn't seen no fruit. Fruit is not for you and I. A tree didn't bring fruit for you and I. We bring forth fruit for other people, for the kingdom of God. He said, cut this thing down. Why is it covering the ground and covering the ground and not doing anything? But I want you to know what the vineyard dresser said. He's the type of the Holy Ghost. Jesus will never put aside a bruised reed. If you've been wounded, he'll never put you aside. The Holy Ghost, let me use the Holy Ghost instead of the vineyard dresser. Let me dig around it. Let me dung it for one year. Oh, how many glad that when you were down and out sometime, you feel like the end was up on you. But I want you to know the Holy Ghost never left you alone. He dung you. He watered you. He took care of you. He was the doctor of your soul because he wants you to live. He doesn't want us just to exist and get by. He wants you to do what? Live and have a life abundantly and more abundantly. Well, if I really had a life abundantly, I wouldn't be having all these troubles. I don't care how much Holy Ghost you got, how much you fast and pray, you still going to have troubles. Hmm? Well, that's about very encouraging, Brother Billy. I've been in this since the early 60s, about 60. I'm 85 now, so I've been around a few times. But if I ever get it figured out how you can have all of that and not have no trouble, I'm going to come tell you. But I have not figured it out, Sister Linda. I do not have. But I know in the midst of that you can have abundant life. You can have an overflowing joy, a peace of God in your heart that surpasses all understanding the flowing of the river of God that flows in our lives. Jesus Christ sings. It says in the midst of the church, Jesus would sing praises to God, Hebrews 2 and 12. In the midst of the church now, what's he doing? He's singing over you. Sweet melody in your heart. Sister Brooke, Al and I never have forgot what Rhonda told on you one time. 
you and the boys was going somewhere, and they was in the back sort of fussing and carrying on with his kid do, and, and she said, let us sing. I mean, I want you to know if you'll practice what Jesus is doing, it's, it's singing over you right now. He, he, he's singing over your life right now. He's singing a melody over your heart that will soothe your spirit like it's never in the world. Don't be so carried away with the things of this world. They're going to pass away sooner than we think. Sing. Are you all ready to sing? If you got a tongue and got lips, you ought to sing. Come on now, you ought to sing. I'm going to read you some scriptures in a minute why you should sing. Sing unto the Lord. Jesus is singing over you. The church, Hebrews 2.12, and that God will joy over you with singing. Zephaniah 3 and 11. He's singing over you, Sister Pam, with a joyful song. How many of you have ever really felt like a 10-cent dog? Hmm? And all of a sudden, you feel like a racehorse. Sister Linda went to Kentucky one time. You remember telling that? And she went by one of them racehorse farms. And there was this thoroughbred. He's just walking around just looking proud, you know. He looked over in the pen where the little one was and said, if you'll just stay with it, you'll look like me one of these days. I want you to know Jesus wants you to look like him and feel like him. He wants you to go through your trial and test and come out and still shining. In the management, they said a good supervisor to walk all over your shines and bruise your toes and never mess up your shine. Jesus will not mess up your shine. He will not allow the problems, the troubles that we go through to overpower us. He, he will not allow that. You bruised, he's not going to leave you alone. He's the chief physician. He's the head, and the oil runs down from the head and runs down all the way off of the hem of his garment. That's why the woman of the issue of blood, blood knew who he was. She touched the hem of the garment. That's where the anointing was going down, and that's where he commanded the blessing on her as soon as she touched it. Listen, when you're in the anointing and get the touch from God, you will be delivered with what's wrong with you. Come on now, church. He wants you to be delivered and have the power of God in your life. She saw it, and she touched it because the anointing was running from the head. And all power in heaven and earth is given to who? The head. And that anointing is in the head. That's why you can take a cloth and anoint it. And that's why they took the cloth from Paul's body and carried it and lay on the sick and cast out demons because the anointing was there. Because he was blessed there. Yes. Come on up here. Just come on up here. Amen. Praise God. They're going to sing a cappella. I guess they have to share the same mic, but before they do, I want to share this. Throughout the Bible, we read again and again and again the words to sing. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Come on. Sing a what? I was reading one of E.M. books about prayer. He said we was at a meeting one time, and when we got through singing a song, a guy stood up in the midst of the congregation said, when are we going to stop singing these old, stop singing these old songs that's dead? When are we going to sing a song that got some new life in it? I mean, no, we need to have a song that's got life in it, amen, that's got joy, got peace, charge the atmosphere. Let me just read these scriptures to you right quick. All of them says the same thing. 
Psalms 33 and 3, Psalms 40 and 3, Psalms 96 and 1, Psalms 98 and 1, Psalms 144 and 9, Psalms 49 and 1, and Isaiah 42 and 2. And it says, Sing unto the Lord with a new song. Jesus said, I'm going to do new things. I want to do something fashionable. Some people tell me sometimes, boy, you really dress well. I said, don't tell me. Tell my wife. I, I don't blind nothing. I'm sort of like uh, the guy told Joseph, says, the only thing I know is what the food's on the table. That, that's sort of me, you know. And I, I know people like fashions. But I tell you one of the greatest things we could start learning to have the fashion power of Jesus operating every day in our lives. Because he said, I'm going to do a new thing. And they're not, never going to see a fashion. We ought to pray up and down these halls. I told Peggy the other day, she, the people goes out to Walmart and said, you can't believe all them empty shelves out there. I said, start walking by and say, shelf, get full. Say what you want to see happen. Put a song in your heart. Put a song on your lips. When Brother Don is up here singing and leaving, listen, we ought to participate. I don't know what you do or not. I don't turn around. But if you really want to be blessed, you're going to have to learn to sing. Why don't y'all sing or something? Was you going to say something before you sang? I just wanted to say something. When Bill, Brother Bill was speaking, yes. he doesn't know that I was singing in my spirit. And then he said for us to come up and sing a cappella. So I felt like God was wanting me and my husband to sing this song. As he spoke, we are blessed. So we're going to sing this song. We are blessed. We are blessed. Every day that we live, we are blessed. When we wake up in the morning, 
Everybody got a voice ought to learn to sing. He may not sound good, but it sounds good to him. The Bible says, Hebrews 2 and 11, both he that sanctified and those whom he sanctifies are all in one. How many are glad you are one with the sanctified Christ? When he sanctified you, he made you one with him. You're not separated. You're one with him. Holy sanctified. Living a life empowered by the Holy Spirit for greater works. For greater works. America, whatever they think or say, if they don't say America's are great, they're wrong. Have you ever wondered why so many people come into this country just with the clothes on their back? Freedom. Where they can work where they can supply for the family. You are blessed. Our lips ought to sing, we are blessed. We are blessed. Wonderful things of God. All right. How many know that you're his offspring? You're his offspring. Several years ago, my brother that's younger than I am, well, all of them younger than I am, but the one that's still living, He's the youngest. One of his grandsons looked at him one day and looked at me, and he just stood there and looked at both of them and said, called his grandfather's name and said, Did you know that he looks just like you and you look just like him? Huh? How many of you know we ought to look like Jesus Christ? I may not be there, but I want to be there and get to the place that I look like Jesus Christ and I act like Jesus Christ. We are his offsprings. He was anointed, and his anointing wants to flow in us constantly and consistently. We're blessed. The Bible said in Acts 17 and 28, say, we live and move and has his being, Jesus Christ, in us. How blessed we are. We bear his image. We're blessed. I want to encourage you when they're singing, what are we going to do from now? And I don't know where you're singing up, but do, I want you to join in and singing. Not only that, just learn to sing at home. In the book of Cure of All Ills, it's written about, uh, got a wonderful chapter in there about a man named Evan Robin. He was a teenager working in the coal mines. He got the Holy Ghost. Everybody in the coal mine got the Holy Ghost. How many know you're a new creature in Christ? They had to retrain those mules because they didn't understand the new language that the Holy Ghost filled people was talking. Now, I'm not talking about talking in tongues when they talk to those mules. Us mules, just look at them. Because all those mules had learned is curse words, how to react. You say, animals do that? Yes. Brother Melvin's not here this morning. I don't know where he is, but we're going to talk about him a little bit. His daddy was sick in bed one time, really sick in bed, couldn't get up. Back then, you could get stuck in a dirt road, you know, like these county roads. I've seen vehicles get stuck right in the middle of them. So they come down to Mr. Neal's house and wanted him to come up there and pull them out. And he said, I can't. I'm not able. But my horses are down there in the barn. He said, you go get them and carry them up there. Had some beautiful horses. I mean, they were beautiful. Hooked them to that car, and what happened? Somebody shout out what happened. They just stood there. 
they talked to him, said, come up. They sort of looked around. Nothing happened. So they went and told Mr. Neal, said something wrong. He got up out of that bed sick, went up there and got a hold of those reins and said, call their names, said, come up. What happened? Listen, them mules that so used to that cursing and all that kind of language, they didn't know what to do. So they had to change the mules to hear a different thing. How many know that you are a new creature? When you're a new creature and the offsprings of Jesus Christ, our language ought to sing. Change. I'm not talking about curse words. I'm talking about us saying what God tells us to say. I am what? Blessed. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out. He's going to pour his anointing on us, and that's where he commands his blessings. That's what he said. It's going to command your blessing. So you're blessed, wonderfully blessed. Spiritual songs, not just any old song. I was preaching one time. Mike Hooker got in the church, and I said, you ought not to be listening to Western music. He said, uh-oh, he done gone, quit preaching, started meddling. He just told that out. You ought not to listen to anything that does not feed your spirit. These old country songs, he stole my gal, you're not man enough to take my wife or whatever, is not of God. It will affect your spirit and you not know it. If you're going to sing, sing something that's glorious and wonderful in the kingdom of God that he wants to hear. Amen? You're hit. You belong to him. Brother Ken done a job saying that this morning. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to him. We ought to find out what he likes to be here singing. We should continually teach and admonish one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Colossians 3.16. Singing spiritual songs. Things that he likes. Things that he wants to hear. Deuteronomy 28 and 8 says, The Lord's shall, I changed that up a little bit. I know maybe the Lord forgive me. The Lord has commanded the blessings upon me and my family. Now that's what he said. The Lord shall or has commanded his blessings upon you. How many feel blessed? Whatever you're going through, you what? You feel blessed. Billy Corn and Mary has been through some things. I mean, they've been through some things. She testified in Wednesday night class not too long ago. And all them hospitals and things, and I, I'd have to say every time I've been to the hospital and every time I've been around her, she has a tremendous attitude. And the places she would go, they said, we have never really seen anyone with such attitude as you got. How many of you know the Holy Ghost will give you a good attitude? The Holy Ghost will give you a song in the midst of the storm. Amen. Old brother Bernard Eccles, not Bernard Eccles, brother older Eccles. I never knew him. Sister Linda, you ever knew him? I don't remember where Sister Ellen was telling me this one time. I remember when houses got blown away. When I was a kid going, oh, the storm would come blow the house away. And they was in the house down on their knees praying. He was running from room to room, jumping up and down, and praising the Lord. And they grabbed him and said, get down and help us pray. He said, I pray before the storm. How many know that God can give you a song in the midst of your storm when you sing unto him? Let everything have breath. Sing a song. Sing a song. 
blessed. Verse 3 says, For there the Lord commandeth his blessing, even life forevermore. The greatest thing we have in this world is life forevermore. We got a promise. Some people say, well, I want to go to heaven, but I don't want to go today. Well, if he wants me today, I want to go. I'll tell you, that's going to be a wonderful place. It's not because the streets are gold, because Jesus is there. People talk about all they're going to do when they get there. I got a different view of heaven. The 12 apostles and the leaders of the 12 tribes of Israel pulled off of their crowns and threw them at Jesus' feet. Because he's the king of kings, he's the Lord of all. He's the be deserves our praises. And verse 2 said, The precious ointment ran down rivers of living waters. I remember when I was a kid going up, our neighbor would go up to hot springs and take them hot baths. Is that what it was? Take them hot baths. I want you to know that Ezekiel was led into the spring of living waters. In chapter 37 of the book of Ezekiel, water to swim in, knee-deep living waters. We have living life here, and we're going to be greater when we get over yonder. I like that song, Oh, Won't We Have a Wonderful Time, Art. I, I believe we ought to change that up a little bit. Oh, we're going to have a wonderful time while we're here. The early church did, and we, not, not, we don't go through near what they went through with and the wonderful things of God and the blessings of God. The Holy Ghost of the anointing oil never made in smaller quantities. It never made it in small quantities. When they took and made the oil to be poured out on Aaron's head, it was five quarts of oil. That's one gallon and one quart. I remember Brother James McCaffin come to church one night. He had a quarter oil. He come to the altar and said, Brother Billy, I want you to pour this on my head, and I want it to let it run down off me. Oh, church, I tell you, God wants to pour anointing on us that will run down all the way from our heads, our insides, and down to the bottom of our feet. He's not just pouring it out sparingly. He's pouring rivers of living waters upon us. It ran down, it said, all the way down to the skirt. Psalms 148 and 5 said, God commanded it, and it was created. When he commands, it's created. God has commanded a blessing on each and every one of you. You ought to shout and thank God, I've got my blessing. Amen. Oh, the wonderful things of God he's commanded to come on you and bless you. When he speaks, it is done. It, it, it's done. Jesus said, some taste of the new wine, but then they go back to the old. I like the new wine. Amen? I like change. Used to have to, I didn't go to church in a wagon, but my mother and them did. Stay all day. Carry lunch. Have lunch there and eat Go back to church, stay the dark. How many is glad for them seats you're sitting on? Oh, how blessed we are. 
wonderful things of God, the blessings of God is running down upon us. Also, it says, where the word is, that's where your blessing is. From the word of God, we're so blessed. God spoke and it was done. He commanded and it stood fast, Psalm 33 and 9. When he speaks, it stands fast. And what he speaks will always come to pass. The wonderful things of God. Psalm 133 and 3 says, The Lord commanded the blessings where the precious oil of the Holy Spirit is running down. Is running down. I'm going to share a few words from another chapter, the book of Daniel. I hope it will be encouraging to you today. Daniel 2.28, Daniel was talking to the king. He said, there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets. Jeremiah 33 says, 3 said, he will reveal things to you that you do not even know things that you cannot figure out and things you can never find from reading the Bible. He will reveal it. Then he said in verse 24, that same chapter, he revealeth secrets. He maketh known to you what shall come to pass. He makes it known to you. Verse 34. Thou sawest the stone which was cut out in the mountains without hands, smote the image upon his feet. Were of iron and clay. He broke them into pieces. In verse 35, the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and fill the whole earth. That's prophecy of Jesus Christ. The stone that was hewed out in the mountain come running and rolling down and hit that image. And I believe the Lord is telling us you do not need to fear that these images that's in this world. All this great thing that's going on, I tell you, there's a stone coming, came in this earth has filled the old earth. Amen. Brother Michael, I don't remember exactly what you said this morning. The word, I know what you said, but how you put it that uh, about uh, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, that what God had a plan. You remember how you said that? God, I want you to notice that he, even after he sort of praying a little bit, he talked a little bit, and he said, God is setting us up. Said he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up. He set them up. Brother Michael, that was good. I, I say that was good. He said he was setting them up. And they said, Listen, old king. He said, I'm going to put you in the furnace. He said, let me, let, Listen, old king. Our God will deliver us, but if he doesn't, we're not bowing down. But God was setting them up. When that king looked down in there, he said, I see four men in there. Didn't we throw three in there? And he said, 
Yes. He said, I see four men in there, and one of them looks like the Son of God. I want you to know in your fiery trials, he's in there with you. He's in there with you. It may look bad first when you're going to throw it in the fire furnace, but when they come out, the king said this. Now, he said, anybody that says anything against these three boys' king, said, these three boys' God, I'm going to put you in the furnace. You're talking about a blessing. That You're talking about something that set them up and turned that whole kingdom in favor of Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. Where's he going to command his blessings? Where the anointing is. And where is the anointing? Flowing from the head. So God bless you.